Hello, everybody. Hi. Are we going? Yeah, we're going. Nice. We're back. Welcome back. Thanks for subscribing, guys. We've we've had a really nice outpouring of folk. Of love and joy. Yeah, it's it's nice. Thank you. It's whole nine yards, in case you weren't oh, sure. Right. Hello. And um, idioms, etymology, fun stuff. Yes, fun and stuff. Yes. And today, Raymond. Yes. We are covering some music-oriented. Yeah, music. Wouldn't you call it that? Yeah, phrases, you know, rooted in music ideas. Or... Root like the root note. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was digging there, but you know. No, I like it. The key center. Yeah. And um, we'll just go. I just feel like going today. Go. I just feel excited about it, and I just want to do it. I, too, i am looking forward to this one. All right. So what, what do you have? Let me talk to you about that for a second. Great. I have Face the Music. Oh, okay. Face the Music. Yeah. All right. So we say it. Yeah. If I say, hey, Ray, face the music, bud. Well, what's that mean? It means I, I have to take responsibility for something I've done, I guess is how I would assume. Something like that when I face the music, right? Very good, yes. All right, nice. I mean, that's how we use it, right? Yeah, like you have to, now you face the music. Yeah. Yeah. And And so the research for this one leaves you dangling there, but in a pleasant way. And I'll get to that. Okay. I like pleasant dangling. Yeah. I mean, so let me first go, some of the first examples that we have of it in use. Uh, these all come, nobody disputes that they all come from New England, from New Hampshire. All right. Is New Hampshire? New, New, Hampshire, New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. I don't know. Uh yeah, it's but the north. Yeah, New up England. there, that accent. Mm -hmm. So they're up there. If you're from New Hampshire, write in, tell us. So an early one is from the Portsmouth Journal of Literature and Politics, which is um, quoting some goings-on in Congress. Mm -hmm. And a fellow says, researching these old men, um, as Van Buren, however, has now given assurances that he will not be a vetoire. I assume that's a veto. It's a French veto. V yeah, but I yeah, I couldn't find a I couldn't find it. Mm. Vetoire. Vetoire. Uh, we are curious to see how the Tories will get over it. Mm. Come on, gentlemen, no dodging. Face the music. Ooh. Right? Nice. Now that was 1835. So um some other examples appear, 1848, etc., uh, 1850. Uh, we see the same thing, but no one's explaining it. They're just using it. Mm -hmm. So here, here are some of the, the theories that come up in, in research. Okay. Uh, a very popular one, and, and some might go ahead and say, well, that's it. Mm -hmm. This is it. Many, many people did say, this is it. Put down your pencils, stop looking, close the books, this is it. We did it. Um, it comes from uh, when you screw up in the military, mm. um, you are kicked out of the army, let's say. Okay. And there is or was, I can't imagine that there is now, but there was a tradition um, of sort of a discussion a disgracement, a public a shaming, as it were, hmm. you were marched past your fellow soldiers by drum. Oh. And you were, and you were sort of drummed out of the army. It, it makes it like very official, like get out, 
and we're, we're everyone's seeing it. You can't like come back tomorrow and say, "Oh no, it was just a it thing." Was just a, yeah. You're you're out. Huh. You're right. drummed out. Everybody saw it. Yeah, yeah. And a a lot of people think it is that, but there is no positive proof that there's that. And I enjoy that there's no positive proof because there's one I really liked. Okay. Um. So the second popular theory that comes up time and again in researching this is uh, one form or another, uh, this idea that actors getting on stage, nerves, butterflies, jitters, you're facing the audience, yes, but you're facing the the music, the music pit. Yeah, the orchestra pit. Right. Huh, okay. Uh, And uh, so in that sense, it's like get, just face the music, just do it, right? Uh, Just get on there. Yeah, yeah. So people enjoy that one a lot. Yeah, I like that one. Right. And so I stopped there and said, I'm I'm done <laughs> with my out. research. I've got this all. <laughs> cool. Right. But I I I went and dug one more time and I and I and I've only found this in one spot. So I gotta give credit to um Phrase Finder UK mm-hmm. for this one. I'll just uh, read a little bit of this. Uh, is one guy's recounting from uh, from there mm-hmm. from that uh, website that I stated. It, it it seems like it was an old UK practice of West Gallery singing. It says, and this was singing literally from the West Galleries of English churches uh, because common peasantry weren't allowed to sit in the higher status parts of the church. Seems ironic, but that's how it was. Mm-hmm. And the theory was that the nobility were obliged to listen to these vernacular songs of the parishioners, often with lyrics that were critical of the ways of the gentry. Huh. And that rings really gorgeously. Yeah, I mean, it... But the nobility, the noblemen had to face the music. Yeah. It was literally music and critique all in right one. Right there. Yeah. Nice. So I, I I really like that one. Yeah, yeah. That but yeah, okay. Yeah. That like does it. It's the literal like you said. It's it's both. But it that one's only in that one spot. Uh, the <sighs> uh, the others come up everywhere and there's no one claiming they have they have proof of a definitive tracking mm-hmm. and uh history of it. Man. Huh. So that's my face the music. It's uh it leaves you hanging, but uh, pick the one you like and feel good about it when you use the phrase, I guess. All three of those feel okay. Right? The last one feels the most uh heartwarming. Yes. But acceptable in all manners. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Dr- getting drummed out of the army right. and go, yeah, that must be it. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, so I I don't want to say that, but so when you get drummed out of something, like that's that one too. <laughs> That's a phrase. Yeah, nobody wants to get drummed out. No, huh? Neat. Yeah, I like that one. Man, that last one's heartwarming. I enjoyed it so much. Neat. That's awesome. So face the music. Um, well, the phrase that I have for this music one is, uh, "It ain't over until the fat lady sings." Nice. Yeah. And what what would what would you think if if we say that in in the context? Well, I mean. It usually is used in the context, right, of that there's still some hope for something. So something is going wrong for, say, a ball team or something, but 
there's still an inning to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I always just, if you had put a gun to my head, I would have said, well, I guess in history, some shapely woman would have ha- always sang the end song when it was really over. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hasn't she hasn't sung yet. I mean, has she? So let's just keep playing ball. Right, kind of. The the definition that I pulled off of of one of the definition places. Uh, one should not presume to know the outcome of an event which is still in progress. I could have said that. That was so concise. No, yeah, I, it's a better to have the real definition of what you think, and that's what we're asking. Um, and you're not wrong. There's no literal uh, use of the phrase in that kind of context, but uh, kind of implied that it's uh, based on the stereotypical uh, size of overweight sopranos of the opera. Specifically, uh, I have a specific sense of one anyway. In Wagner's Götterdämmerung, which is the fourth opera in the Ring Cycle, which is four operas. All right. uh, Written in 1876. Uh, There's a Valkyrie, Brunhilde, all right. Yes. Soprano. Yes. 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 And it's very parodied in Looney Tunes. Yes. The, yes, uh, yes. the opera we know singer. Her well. Exactly. You see, you know, Bugs Bunny just screwing with this opera singer for like 20 minutes in the Looney Tunes. Anyway. Um, but yes, that kind of typical Rubenesque buxom goddess. Yes. Um, she sings uh, her farewell song while, where she is gathering up all of the souls she's going to take with her to Valhalla to hang out with Odin in the, after the battle, which is cool. Um, and then this song then leads, which is about uh, 20 minutes long, it leads directly to the finale of, of the full ring cycle. And the ring cycle, like I said, is four operas, and they last about like 14 hours in total. Yeah, it's a long time. It's I'm a long time. So intermissions, right? I, I, it's I. He, you know, he's Wagner. I mean, he wrote great operas. He he found himself to uh, be better than most people. Sure. Uh, so he wrote the libretto, with lyrics, and the music, and everything, and choreographed. I believe choreographed. I'm not sure that. I know the music and the lyrics, which was not that common. You'd have a librettist write the lyrics while the the composer wrote the music. But Wagner was like, no, no, no. No one can do it better than I can. So just let me do it. So just it. let me do it. Yeah. And he gave us great, great operas. Um, but yeah, in this sense, um, the the fat lady is referring to a, a soprano in general. I'm giving you a specific example of how it relates with the Valkyrie Brunhilde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are... The phrase predates these operas, but not opera in general. Wait. I'm giving you an example. Okay, it predates these. Yeah, operas. this this specific opera. Right. But not opera as a whole. It was a it was a common for sopranos to be larger women that sang arias. So it's very likely it was referencing the end of an opera. It seems that way. Like the a, a first printed use that I found uh, was 1858 which uh, is in a short story, A House to Let, which is a collaboration work with uh, Charles Dickens, Wilkie Collins, Elizabeth Gaskell, and Adelaide Proctor. Wow, the that's a crew there. Yeah, it's a, it's, which I also wasn't aware of. It's like a four-author story. 
was, you know, like long story. It's right? interesting. But in, in this uh, story, I don't know which author it is because it doesn't say. Just in the story, uh, the fat lady of Norfolk had sung her final song. And that's 1858. And, and Wagner didn't write the ring cycle until at least 1870-something. Maybe late 60s, 1860-something. So the phrase is in the mindset of the folk before the example that I gave, that's all. But it, yeah, there but are, I mean, it's just like these things gestate for a while yeah. before they become part of the uh, right. Opera was a thing that happened. The, the, the sopranos singing an aria, a beautiful aria, were things that happened already. I just, I like that specific one. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a fun story. Um, but the phrase also kind of has sister phrases that uh, cropped up in the American South. Here, Such as? Which in the 1890s, sort of uh, like church-based, church ain't over until all the singing's through kind of kind of vibes. All right. You know, it's the same, similar sentence. Similar idea. Yeah. This is later than the... Than the but the, that one we don't use, really. No, but it's a, you know, a fun sister phrase. Some postulation of folks that are, you know, kind of incorrect are that it relates to sports. Because uh, I think Yogi Berra said it ain't over till it's over. That that might be what's the, what was in the back of my yeah, head. That's a phrase that he gets credited with for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a lot of work to come up with. No, right? It's it ain't over till it's over. When it's over, we gotta go till it's over. Yeah. Uh, so it has like a sports ring to folks, and even still, uh, like uh, I guess I the sorry, it has a sports kind of connotation just around. The idea beyond Yogi Berra, um, because I guess 1969-ish, the Philadelphia Flyers, the, the hockey team, they played a recording of Kate Smith singing God Bless America. All right. Um, and they actually still do this to this day at, at their home games. They play the video of her singing at, at the game. She came to a game and sang it live once, uh, which is a, a huge tradition for the Flyers, for the Flyers games. Um, but she was, uh, you know, a larger woman, great singer. So they played it at the end or the beginning? No, no, I don't. They play it during a uh, an intermission. I, I don't know. That, mm-hmm. Someone's got to write in and tell me because I, I'm not sure. I think that's Google. The beginning, it is for sure. I just didn't write that down. The beginning, probably. I'm gonna say that, like uh, before the game starts. But right. someone tell me because I'd like to know, and I don't want to look it up because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another sports reference, uh, 1976, U.S. sports presenter Ralph Carpenter in a broadcast reported in the Dallas Morning News agreeing with someone about how close a game is. He says, quote, right, the opera ain't over until the fat lady sings. So directly referencing the kind of sense of what it is. Yeah. And that kind of wraps us back to the beginning of it. It started, you know, in the idea of these sopranos and the operas singing their songs and closing the operas out. Kind of a literal sense of, yeah, it's not over until she sings. So opera, yeah, really. opera. Boom. Yeah. So, Ray? Yeah, Jay. I wanted to, yeah, thanks. Sure. No, how you doing? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing right. okay over here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanted to uh, remind people about uh, the Roberto Clemente Museum. Yeah. Uh, need need gifts for the holidays. Someone in your life likes uh, baseball, especially. Uh, Roberto, 
uh, paraphernalia if yeah. you don't have to live around here. If you do live around here or could get to Pittsburgh, the Roberto Clemente Museum's fantastic. And uh, if not, hop on uh, clementemuseum.com and check it out. Uh, lots of uh, really wonderful gifts, hats, shirts. 21 merchandise. Base of balls, right? Yeah. I don't think there's gloves, and I'm not going to say there are gloves. Hoodies? Hoodies, for sure. Good-looking hoodie. I still haven't got myself. Stickers. Stickers. You know. All kind of stuff. Put on your sax case. Or set yourself up for a tour. Either way, our Whole Nine Yards discount will be back soon. Right now, uh, they're very busy, and we're not discounting anything. But this stuff is really high quality, so it's worth every penny. Plus, you're contributing to Roberto's museum. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. Don't you agree, Ray? I would agree. It's been a while since I've been there. But yes. Then also us, uh, Big Science Music. Here, us, Big Science Music. Right? If yeah. anybody out there in the advertising world write commercials, need music, sound, audio, sound design, write content. Need some footsteps, some foot scuffs. We got it. Whatever you need. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, BigScienceMusic.com. Uh, there's really nobody better in the business. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. <laughs> I, I'd argue if I could. <laughs> so, uh, plus you get to work with us. Yeah. And so what could be better? Exactly. Uh, We're so, a pleasure. We're a delight. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, BigScienceMusic.com. Call for a bid on your next project. And now back to the wall. That was great. Yeah. Sure, you can use it. So, continuing on with this music thing is what we're going to do now. Do it. I know. And the one I have up here is Swan Song. Okay. When I say Swan Song, how do you use that? What What is that for you? That's the last good thing you do, <laughs> right? Is that is that that one? Where it's like, this is this is the last good thing I've done, or this is the... Right? Yeah, uh, you basically. You tell me. I mean, it's now used uh, figuratively as uh, commonly, uh, you know, an artist goes and does a final tour or makes a final painting or mm -hmm. writes a final song. Yeah. Um, and that's their, that's their swan song. It's not necessarily that it has to be a song. It could be anything. But yeah, the, the it, last. It is, yeah, and then... At, at the end of your career, mm -hmm. right? Oh, okay. Or before you... Uh, gotcha. Right? Right. That's concise. Sure. That, yeah. That, that's how it does it. I got you. So this one is is odd, um, but makes sense in the end. Um, a little, little bit of history, probably a lot of history, but I'll make it uh, concise and enjoyable. Greeks, uh, way back, would think of it like um, the swans were mostly mute, but they were beautiful and large, so they gave up the ability to sing to the smaller songbirds. But how noble! I know, right? Yeah. Uh, but this is really, really old. There's an old myth that a swan sings a pretty song right before it dies and mm. doesn't sing during its life. Way back, Pliny the Elder style. Oh, way back, nice. Love We're the talking Pliny. long ways, right? All like right. the first century. Yeah. Um, Pliny says 
observation shows that the story that the dying swan sings is false. Ah, Pliny. So this was way back, but it's such a beautiful, melancholy, mm-hmm. preciously sad idea yeah. that it would not die even though it was proven false over and over. So Chaucer, mm-hmm. uh, Da Vinci, and Shakespeare on, on a number of occasions come up in, um, in this using this idea or enjoying the metaphor and implying it into their story that this this song happens before death and and you know the pain and the beauty and and all of that business right yeah, yeah. so there are a million examples and I'll just give you the one like from Othello the uh, dying Amelia says I will play the swan and die in music so <laughs> nice. yeah. they 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 love this because of like I said it was such a such a beautiful idea mm-hmm. but truth is even there's a swan called a, a a mute swan, but the swans that swan isn't mute. They make sounds. In um, general, in general, so they swans make sounds. Are not mute. They're not. No. Gotcha. But I was going to ask earlier, but I'm glad you followed up. You heard about the mute swan? No, I I don't. I I, I was going to say because you mentioned in in the context that swans were mute, and I'm like, wait, is that true? That's all. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Because I, I never heard of the muted swan. I also did swan. not know that which is why i took it i didn't take it with a grain of salt huh. i just took it as the truth <laughs> <laughs> so okay yeah so realistically though the truth of it all seems to be that the hooper swan and all swans mm-hmm. uh but the hooper swan has a sort of a, a bugling call and there is biologically in the swans this tracheal loop in their sternum okay and the sad truth of it is that for whatever reason i guess you know people go and and shoot them or whatever mm-hmm. or when they're flying or what have you mm-hmm. um their lungs then collapse mm-hmm. and push through this tracheal loop and it creates some long notes mm-hmm. uh with the with the uh Dying breaths yeah. as they as they descend or or die, mm-hmm. and and that because of their biology that would have always been, mm-hmm. and so uh, pre Pliny, it a dying swan sounded like a dying swan, mm-hmm. and and they only made that sound upon death. No one came right out and said this, yeah, but it seems to me that that would explain it, yeah, but. The poetry of the of the rest of it still lives today, but is untrue. Yeah, huh. so the anatomy, but the poetry is, is more. It's nicer to think about that way. It is nicer to think it's about. A, it's a beautiful melancholy instead of a depressing melancholy. Right, and yeah. we like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a nice thing. I had it in German. I didn't say Schwanenlied. Schwanenlied. That sounds right. Yeah, that's the. Uh, Swan, swan song. I tried Götterdämmerung in my German. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I the, applauded that. Nice, nice. I like the I like the Schwanenlied. Yeah. So that's it. What do you have? Swan song. I have some listener mail. Oh, I love listener mail. Yeah, and we appreciate. We both appreciate listener mail. Everyone probably. Yeah. Thank you for writing in. Always, everybody. We we appreciate it. Uh, this one is from. Well, I'll just read it. All right. 
Hi, Jay and Ray. Big fan from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to say it's Frank in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hey, Frank. <laughs> uh, secret shame of mine to confess. Until a few years ago, I never gave much thought to the phrase whole kit and caboodle. Since I was a kid, I've thought of it as kitten caboodle. Yeah. As in a baby cat named caboodle. Meow and all that. Never really understood why someone would want a kitten with a funny name to describe an entirety of something. You live, you learn. And he says Baba Booey, but what he really That's means, a wrong show, yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah, no, Frank. We're we're I don't know. Yeah. Who's that? No. Uh but yeah. So thanks. Kitten caboodle. Kitten, kitten, kitten. Kitten caboodle. Did kitten come up during that one? No. Or did you know you I have that in your history of thinking that's what it was? Like that's no. Nothing like that? I know that I feel like we focused on the caboodle part of that episode. We did. And we left the kit part out. Yeah, because it ended up the the kit was uh, superfluous in a lot of ways in the end. Well, Frank went on to say something about uh, kit being an English term meaning like stuff, your bag of stuff. I don't know if it relates, but I'm just I'm just offering up more listener mail. That sounds like it would relate. It does seem like it would relate, uh, because the the boodle was the um, the the booty <laughs> boodle, uh, the collection of things. Yes. So uh, yeah, and Kid. then people just like to say it because there was kitten biddle, right? Uh, as I remember, that That's was true. a popular thing, right? How about my remember? That's pretty good. Yeah, gotta be honest. But thanks, Frank. Thank you, Frank from Lancaster. All right, that's it then, huh? Yeah, that wraps up what we have today. You have survived another episode. <laughs> <You> made it. <laughs> Thanks for that. The fat lady has sung. Woo! What happened? If you uh, want to write us in like Frank, yeah. please do. Uh, that is heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Or visit us at whole9yards.org, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Yes. And um, send us thoughts, comments, suggestions, relative criticisms, and we'll take them into consideration. Thanks for subscribing and listening and sharing in our times and fun and joy. Just what Ray says. <laughs> I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're, we're not, not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, an encore performance. Hey, Ray. Hey, of uh, music. Music. The fat lady has sung, perhaps. Yeah, and the uh, face the music. That was one of my favorites, you know. It had that had all those connotations to it. Yeah, face the music. Yeah, it, that had that had nice um, revelations for me. Yeah, they'll do that. I enjoyed that. But, but you and I, um, among a million things, we're, uh, you know, helping... Santa built toys. I don't know what what the heck we're doing. Uh, sipping cold, frosty margaritas on a beach. Where are you going? I, You're on a I'm, beach. Uh, I'm sipping warm, uh, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate on a in front of a fire. That's that's double. That's double the heat. Yeah. Well, I'm not close to it. 
All right. It's it's, for, it's a TV fire for ambience. Yeah, ambience, I got you. I do put those on, the TV. Does anyone do that? Do you put the fireplace on the TV? I don't have a working fireplace in my house. I'll, I'll preface it with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, sure. It's nice. It's like, oh, look at that. It's like I got a fire. crackling sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, wow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> see if we got focus. Everything's great. Everything's yeah. going to be great. Yes. Everything's going to be great. And so, yeah, that was an encore, and we appreciate you um, a lot. And uh, we'll be back with season three yeah. early there in January. Yeah. January, yeah. as the Brits say. That's our plan. But until then... January in January. We have a couple of uh, from our best of favorite hits. Yeah. But thank then, you for listening, for sure. Right? We appreciate it. We appreciate it. And you could still write in. We're, we'll get the messages. It's not like the beach with the cold margaritas doesn't have email. No. We've got or, the or Twitter. We'll, we'll get it. Mobile hotspots. So that's it. Thank you very much. Happy times. Yeah, happy sparkle season. Yeah, sparkles.